to Minute 112 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me again today is Eric Deutsch, co-host of Flash Gordon Minute and Escape from New York Minute. Welcome back to the show, Eric. Thank you. Good to be back underground. Yeah, yeah, unless you're Danny. Unless I'm Danny, right, exactly. (laughs) Minute 112 begins with Roger trying to understand what's going on with Danny and Willie and goes all the way till we see... Cedric responding to Colin, you know, getting him ready to for his for his adventure. So as we discussed yesterday, basically Danny finally cracked under the pressure, even though he's sitting at the end of the tunnel and decides to crawl back the 435 feet back to the beginning, despite his claustrophobia. And Danny runs after him or crawls after him in order to try and figure out uh, how to convince his friend to to, to get out. They reach the way station that, that Roger is just entering. And Roger tries to understand what's going on. Basically, what Willie says to him is, is that I'll go later. We'll take another place. We'll take someone else's place. It, it's a little strange that they, you know, that they're they're doing this at this point. I mean, obviously he has his claustrophobia and stuff like that. But there's so much precision and the the way that everything is organized here. And this little thing can can really mess everything up. I mean, in in the in the book, there was never a case like this. This is something that they they added for. You know, to add tension and suspense into the into into the movie, which uh, I, I think it somewhat works, but I don't think it's it completely works. What, what do you think about that, Eric? Do you think it, it it helps add to the tension, or is it just something that that they didn't really need? I think that um, I think it does add to the tension because I think that things so far, relatively, are going fairly okay. You know, the the, the tunnel's been dug. Um, Hiltz is getting close to is, – is at the roots, like we said yesterday, so we know it means he's got to be getting close to the surface. Uh, people are starting to go through the tunnel. Uh, you obviously already have the big tension of are the guards going to discover the tunnel, what's going to happen once they get out um, of the hole. But this can add a little additional to it because, like you said, since it is happening so early on, and because he has to go through the entire tunnel to get out, which means now they have to wait a minute or two for him to get out – before anyone else can start going through, uh, it, it just creates a little additional tension. Just piles like a little bit more onto our heroes to make it just that much tougher uh, for them to complete uh, their mission. Right. I mean, it also can can you know, there's the danger that that he's going to infect somebody else with with his fear. You know, you you see this a lot sure. in movies. You have one character who's 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 hysterical, and uh, at this point, they start infecting others that they start questioning, okay, what are we doing? What, or is this going to work? Or, I mean, that doesn't happen in this movie, thankfully, because, you know, I guess everyone is very heroic here, except for Charles Bronson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, again, I, I think it adds a little bit to the suspense, but the question is whether it really was needed for them to, to add this whole thing with, uh, you know, Danny and Willie. Maybe maybe it was Charles Bronson wanted a little more to do. So he said... Well, it's... Know, yeah, me I mean, I, yeah, I see your... Yeah, I see your point. I mean, I, I read, I you know, you can't necessarily trust everything you read on the internet, but in, in looking at trivia on this, I <laughs> did read <laughs> that, so I guess take this with a grain of salt, because I got this from the internet, uh, I, I mean a couple of different sources on the internet, but still the internet, that Charles Bronson apparently when he was younger was a coal miner and actually was claustrophobic in his real life, and that he gave some uh, technical advice to director John Sturgis on how to get the dirt out of the tunnel and how the tunnel might, tunnel might look. 
so whether that is true, and if it is true, whether that was a factor in adding this little mini subplot, um, who knows? Right. It's true. There's, there's another one of those things that we'll never know. You know, there's there's, yeah, there, yeah. there's, there's no one that we can really ask that could tell us. Because, uh, you know, I mean, John Layton is, is still alive, so maybe maybe he would know, but he's in his late 80s, so the question is whether he would remember. Right, right. You know, that, that, that's a separate issue. Right, so at this point, you know, Roger just demands of Danny, tell me what this is and tell me quickly. You know, he, he, he's, he's turned into, you know, man, manager role that uh, you're basically messing up the works here. you got to tell me what's going on. I, I need to understand what, what this is. And I, I actually like his response. His response is, this tunnel is mine as much as anybody's. I dug it and I built it. And, you know, I decide when I go. I've been buried many times. Also, so there, there is somewhat logic to that. I, I like the fact that he says that it's mine as much as everyone else's. He's not just saying it's mine, despite him being the Tunnel King, and we know that he did a lot of the work. You know, he's still willing to, you know, even when he's stressed out and under pressure, you know, from his claustrophobia, he's still thinking clearly and not trying to take credit for everything himself. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He's not, you know, risking yeah. the mission out of uh, malice or out of self-preservation uh, yeah, no, no, or self-centeredness. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's uh, he's aware of the mission, um, but you know he's also aware that he's got to get out of that tunnel and he's got to get out right now. Yeah, and he goes, "Let me out! Let me out!" <laughs> At this point, he he crawls over. Mac just reaches uh, reaches that tunnel. He crawls over and jumps on the next trolley in order to 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 get get the next length out. And at this point, Roger turns to Willie and says, "You know, take him out, Willie. Take him out of here because." As as we said before, I think I think Roger's concern here is is that he's going to panic everyone else. But to say take him out is also a problem because you're bringing him into the barracks where everyone is waiting. You know, everyone's going to going to be able to see this. And then Willie moves along, and he he also follows Danny down the tunnel. You know, whether he goes by trolley or not, we'll never know. And then Roger <laughs> get Roger gets on the trolley, you know, taps it. And waits for Freelt to, to pull him in. Now, I, I, this is something that's, that, that, that's of interest because when they start digging every single time, so therefore someone always has to crawl through in order to get to get to the next station because you don't have someone you know uh, on duty all the time there. So, for instance, if Hiltz was the first one, so you know he gets down there, he has to crawl through the first section of the tunnel to get to the other end, and then he can pull the next guy from the trolley, you know, and so on and so forth. So there, there definitely is a lot of coordination that they they need to do when they're trying to 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 to, to work on this tunnel and to, to eventually get out. I, I think I think that's a, maybe maybe it's done that way so that there's somewhat there's teamwork so that someone isn't going to just try to get out on their own through it. Yeah, I mean these are these are all the escape experts, right? All combined together into one big team. Uh, you put all their brains together. They know, they know what they're doing. They're going to be and they're military, so they're going to. They're going to be able to put together this kind of operation. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we get a shot of Cedric looking down into the tunnel, and then you quickly see uh, Danny's head pop out. Now, I, I find that, again, we, we discussed this yesterday, and, and I've discussed this many times, the detail in this movie, but did, did you notice what you see on the edge of the, the, uh, the trap door of the tunnel? Did you notice Okay, let me, look. let me look here. Um... <laughs> hmm... Nothing is jumping out to me. I mean, I'm looking at it, but I'm not sure exactly. There, I mean, I see a wire. I see a handle. I you see... see a wire. What is that wire? Yeah. Is that for the electricity? Yep. 
again, they take the time to make sure that there's, you know, that, that all this electricity that they've strung through the, the tunnel, that you can actually even see a place where the electricity, you know, the wire comes out of the tunnel. Yeah, now, where they're tapping into. It's great. Yeah. And but my question would be is, is uh, you know, how do they hide that from the guards? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the the guards that saw that the, the wire are the ones they bribed to look the other way. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, it's possible that they they only strung the electricity through for tonight. You know, mm-hmm. we discussed sure. it last week. You know that they were sitting and counting the minutes for the lights to to go on. So maybe it was the first time that they were using real electricity, so that they just strung it through today. But still, I, I love the detail because you also see the wire, you know, go out of the room. If you look to the to the left. You can see that it goes from this room to the next room also. So, again, the the, the attention here to detail is just unbelievable. Hmm. And then at this point, you know, Danny is, is helped out of the tunnel by Cedric, and Cedric wants to know what's going on. And I, I love the way that, that Donald Pleasant, you know, is just standing there. He's, like, frozen, you know, in carbonate, the way that he's <laughs> just standing there. You know, he doesn't, doesn't move. He's got his arms at his side, holding his, his his little suitcase. You know, you have Henley and another guy next to him. They are looking around, but but Donald Pleasant doesn't move at all. You know, he's someone 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 uh, jinxed him, I guess. You know, he can't move, or uh, or someone said freeze. <laughs> yeah, excellent the, acting there to, to to make sure that you know he says, "All right, I'm not supposed to be seeing anything right now." Yeah, exactly. Right, that that is a good point. He's, but he can hear it. You know, if you you would hear commotion, you would you would start turning your head, even at, you know just by instinct, because it's not as if he's he's someone who's been blind for so long. You know, this is a relatively short period of time that he's that that he's been blind. So, like, mm. if I, you know, if I heard commotion and I was yeah, even if I had my eyes closed, you know, and and I, I wasn't able to open them, I would still look at, move my head in the direction of where I'm hearing that commotion, just to try and figure out what it is. Mm, that's a good point. So, again, it, it's a great, great acting that he does it. And then Danny doesn't even respond, and Willie responds by saying, sorry, Cedric, it's all right. We're, we're going later, which puzzles everyone, obviously. And at this point, Danny does something that, that really looks like he's going to panic others. You know, he, he's in the barracks, and he's already starting to move around, you know, jerking himself around, trying to find a way of out of, out of the barracks, even. You know, he's not in an enclosed space, but it's still it's still affecting him. You know, he like grabs onto the to the stove, and then he's looking around, and you know, he then then he goes towards the window, and he wants to try and open the window and maybe get some air, you know, from the window. You know, that, again, that that's also great acting. You know, even even though he's no longer in the tunnel, he's still affected by his PTSD or or claustrophobia, whichever however you want to look at it, and and he just needs air, even though. You know, getting air is very dangerous at this point because you know all the all the uh, shutters are closed, so that uh, hopefully the Germans won't, won't see the lights. You know, in in the barracks at the time and stuff like that. And the question is whether he's he's trying to open the window or he's just looking for a little crack of the window to get some air. Yeah, it, it, I agree. This is a great bit of physical acting by Charles Bronson here, and it's a really good look at the phobias also. You know, they're, they're breaking out. It's, this, this is the titular great escape here. He can be free. He can be unconfined by um, being in the POW camp, which is what he needs and what he wants. But in that moment, all of that doesn't matter. He's having a panic attack. All that matters was getting out of that tunnel. Well, he's out of the tunnel, but just because he's out of the tunnel doesn't mean his mind 
has been able to properly calm down yet or grasp the fact that, okay, you're out of the tunnel yet. He's still in panic mode. And right. so he gives this, he has that great facial expression when he's goes uh, touching the stove and, and he's in uh, the middle of the other men. And then, yeah, he, he bursts to that window. And I don't think, I don't think his character is really, is thinking clearly. It's just the brain sees a window, the brain's in panic mode, the brain needs fresh air. I'm go there's a window. And, Maybe it would have revealed the breakout if he had uh, somehow busted that open. But it's, you know, at that exact moment, his panicked brain, it's just, it's not a concern at that exact moment. So it's a really nice bit of acting and a nice bit of um, what they had uh, the character do there. Yeah, no question about it. And and also, you see how much he's sweating. You know, it's... it's yes. You know, this... this it's it's not just method acting. You know, he's, he, you know, whether whether he himself is sweating or they just you know, uh, dabbed some water on him to make him look like he's sweating. It doesn't matter. But it's it's very effective in, in letting us see, you know, that this is, is affecting him immensely. And, I mean, even you can see that Danny is sweating a little bit. Like, if you look under his ear, you can see drops of, of, of sweat there also, meaning that, that uh, sorry, Willie, not Danny. I, I, I'm, uh, I meant to say Willie is, is sweating. And it, it's great to see it because it shows also that, that how stifling it must have been down in the you know down in the tunnel itself. That rushing out is also you know community sweating. So uh, again, it goes back to the whole detail aspect of, of the whole thing. And reassures him. He says, "We'll just take another place in the line. It's all right. You know, calm down. When you're fine, we're gonna you know we're we're, we're gonna go." At this point, it uh, shows us we go back to, to the to the mouth of the tunnel, and Cedric is explaining to Colin what he needs to do. About how he needs to to climb down. He goes, all right, Colin, down you go. That's basically the end of this minute. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about this minute? Uh, there, w- there was one other back at uh, earlier on in the minute um, mm-hmm. when uh, Roger is there and when Danny is coming out and how you know Roger, after just a few seconds, basically gets a stern face, says, "Take him out." He, he, to the point you were making before, he realizes, you know, this could really significantly affect the mission, and he has to make a split-second decision on what to do about it. There's no time to argue. All that matters is the mission and getting everybody out. So if Danny and Willie end up going back the other way, coming out, and if they, for some reason, don't make it out with everyone else, then in Roger's mind, so be it. We've got to keep going. We don't have time for this. We've just got to move. You know, and I, I thought that that was, uh, I thought that was played very well. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's, I, I, I like that point that you're making because, because again, it shows Roger's managerial or officerial position. You know, sometimes you right. have to make decisions that you're not happy with, but you make these decisions because it's for the better of of, of the mission of the whole group. It, you know, that's the the famous arc line. You know, the needs the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know that, that that that's essentially what this is. You know, so okay, Danny and Willie aren't going to be on uh, right now. So two other people are gonna get out before they get out, whatever that is. You know, they'll they'll be back in the line. They'll go back in the line somewhere else. But the important thing is to make sure that that this goes that this runs as smoothly as possible without any hitches along the way. And and you're right. It it, it says a lot about his character that even when he he himself, I mean, I'm sure Roger is also you know on nerves about about this whole plan because you know everything's on him. He's the one who who thought of the plan. He's the one. You know, if the first guy pops out and gets shot, he knows. That, that the onus is on him. Hmm. You know, he's he's the one who, who who planned everything out with everybody. You know, he let all of his sub-managers, you know, deal with, with all the, the minor things. You know, everything essentially has to go through him. 
the entire planning of the, of the whole Big X organization. So if, for instance, something goes wrong uh, or wasn't planned properly, you know, he would take that very personally because he knows that he's, he, he approved everything and he made sure that everything is supposed to work as, as well as possible. So, yeah, there, there's no question about that. that. That's a very good point. All right. Anything else you want to say about this minute? Uh, no, that's good. I'm good. All right. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, we've got Escape from New York Minute or Flash Gordon Minute. If you look up either one on either Facebook or on Twitter, uh, we are on all there, and you can always uh, contact us through that. And, of course, any anywhere you get your podcasts from, uh, those uh, both those podcasts are available. All right. Excellent. And you can get in touch with us by sending us an email at thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. And our Facebook group is The Cooler. So, until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.